<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Here we are in the podcast dungeon with Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast, and we're pretty stoked as always. Your shirt is awesome, by the way. Thanks. Oh, I Got forgot it. to tell you guys, but you guys know, but the people that are listening don't know. We have a new sponsor. It's Audible.com, and we are so happy to have them on board. I've, I have a lot of time to read. But I don't like to read because it usually puts me asleep on the plane. But Audible is audiobooks. And we have a super exciting offer that if you sign up for audible.com through audibletrial.com slash oddityfiles, you get a free book. Whoa. And my story, I have the perfect book for you. So there you go. <laughs> you go to audibletrial.com slash oddityfiles. And I think I'm going to become smarter because I'm I've joined and I'm going to listen. And to And you the just book. get a free book. Yeah. So yay! Welcome, Audible. We love you. So how was your trip? You just got back from Salt Lake. Salt Lake was amazing. I'm. I have a feeling. Give me three years, I'll move there because it's gorgeous. It's the weather is amazing. The people are so nice. They're like Midwest nice there. Yeah, they really are. It's like I'm walking through the convention floor and all you hear is, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You're in the bathroom. The girls are, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's like they're my people. I apologize for everything that's not <laughs> my fault. But it was a blast. And you were in Chicago? Yes. Yes. Chicago was great. Um, Easter weekend. Um, everything went really smoothly. And um, it was just pretty laid back. Awesome. Um did you see that I took Coda? To Chicago? Yeah. No. Yeah, because the Hyatt Regency is pet friendly. What? Yeah, and I was like, Kylo loves the border so much, yeah. so like he'll be fine there. But I'm not going to drive two hours to Louisville to take her to my mom's. Right. To like only drive two and a half hours north. You know, like that's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah, and she loved it. She was like queen of the castle in that hotel room. Oh, just yay. Like, um. <laughs> Literally every time we would take her out, though, she was just the life of the party. Oh, I'm sure because she's was so sweet. Getting all the attention, but <laughs> she's a boxer. Yeah. Okay. She's so sweet. Uh, but Carter was like, "I didn't know this. Uh, this hotel was pet friendly." He's like, "I'd have taken Mason." Well, that's what he said. <laughs> uh, for next time that we're there, he's gonna bring Mason. I was like, "Do it. All you have to do is let them know when you check in that you have a pup." Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. My dogs are far too big to even sit in the car for that. That was the other thing. I was like, I know I couldn't even sneak Kylo around. Yeah. Because, well, obvious reasons. Yeah. Great Dane and all. Um, um, yeah. So um, I did ha- meet some really cool people in Salt Lake, which I'll tell you about because it has to do with my story and why I wrote the story that I oh. did. Um, do you have paranormal in the news? I do. Do you? Oh. I yeah. have a quick one, it, and it might actually be the same one. So go. Um, well, it's not. A, it's a sad paranormal in the news. Oh, okay. Lorraine Warren passing oh. away. Yeah, that is. But you know, she lived a really long life. She was ninety-two, mm-hmm. and she just accomplished so much. So much. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I that's don't the know way I want to go. We would be doing the things that we're doing in the caliber that we're doing them if it wasn't for her and it. Absolutely not. They are. They were my paranormal heroes, yeah. both of them. But now she's with Ed, and yeah. it's just crazy to. I mean, that they're both gone now. I know it's it's. But again, they both lived very long lives. They accomplished so much, and it's kind of a happy ending because now they're back together True. somewhere wherever. No, she is. was like my dream celeb interview for the podcast. Yeah. Well, you were saying um, when I told you about it that you had just. You were just talking about that how day, you hoped to meet her. Or that, like the evening before driving to Chicago. Oh, it's nuts. I, I mentioned that. Actually, the night before I found out about it, I had a dream that I was trying to get everybody like in our, our work group to a memorial. 
And I would, I, th- my dreams are usually stressing out because I can't get something done. That's just who I am. But it was to a memorial. It was an Elvis memorial. But I mean, she was the Elvis That's of the fine. paranormal world. Yeah, absolutely. It was just really weird. One, I never remember my dreams and what the extent of it is. Sure. Usually I know I'm stressing out about something. <laughs> um, but the fact that it was a memorial and I wake up to that information and that you were just talking about her, it was just kind of weird. It is very weird. It's like she left her mark on on all of us that adored her. Literally. And then she said, it's my time. Yep. Exactly. I so, mean, I guess we could still interview her potentially. Just it'll just take the wonder box to do just so. using the wonder box. Yeah. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Oh, she would tell us all the secrets right. now. Um, my real quick paranormal in the news. Yes. Um, is local. Oh. Um, April Fool's local. I'm sorry. April Fool's local or? Well, very similar to that oh. story. It was April 11th is when the story broke. Bigfoot observed near Turkey Run State Park, Indiana. Um, So on the night of March 30th, 2019, at around, well, that is April Fool's night is when it happened, though. But the story was written April. That's okay. So we'll take this with a grain of salt. Still a really good story. Still. Um, On the night of March 30th, 2019, at around 11.30 p.m., three companions had been at a campground in the vicinity of Turkey Run State Park. This comes to us from phantomsandmonsters.com. KS is what we'll call the person this happened to because apparently they don't want their name known. Um, There's that tongue click again. So the group observed a hair-covered bipedal creature with a large frame hitting a medium-sized tree with a piece of wood. The being was approximately 80 to 100 feet from them and standing at the edge of the woods. KS stated that he's 6'2 and would have stood mid-chest high to this creature. He believes that the height to be at least 8 foot tall. I mean, I knew Bigfoot was big. 8 foot seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. They were shocked at the total size. Um... And, and pretty much all the, the animal was doing, it's, I guess you'd call it an animal, it was yeah. beating on the tree and then just like waving its its arms in the air, which says to me, it's telling these people, get the fuck out of my woods. Yeah. And then finally it just stops, kind of grunts, like, ugh, and walks away. Whoa. And then they took off because they couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> well, the whole story that my dad saw Bigfoot yeah, or had a Bigfoot experience was kind of in that area. Really? Yeah. For some I, reason, I thought it happened up north. Uh, isn't Turkey Run up north? I thought it was mid-state. I don't know. I've only been like once. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we always had my dad's side family reunion at Turkey Run. Oh, okay. And so that's why I was just assumed we were going north. I don't really know where it is. Um, well, it's north from here. Sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, the same general area. Yeah. Indiana. Sure. There you go. <laughs> Um, uh, but I, I just I just kind of picture it just trying to get the people to leave. Yeah. It's like it just kind of huffs and walks away. Well, but my dad's in my dad's story, Bigfoot or the being, they didn't actually see anything. They like, smelt it and they heard it and they saw it was night and they were hunting. So they just saw like a black outline of a figure on the tree line. Mm-hmm. And then. A shadowy figure, if you will. Yes. And then it was just standing there. And they were trying to, they were like yelling at it, trying to get it to go away because they thought it was one of their friends messing with them. They were in college at the time uh-huh. and they're hunting and they're like, like, we're going to fire, you know? Yeah. Why, why would you fuck with someone trying to, or like hunting with at guns. night? guns. Yeah. Or whatever um, it is they have. Right. And then, like you said, it just eventually turned around and walked away. And when it did, there was a large crack, like it stepped on a branch or something. Yeah. And that's when they turned around and ran once it wasn't looking at them anymore because they were kind of scared to turn around and run while it was looking at them. Yeah, you don't want to turn your back yeah. to something that ginormous. But he, he went back the next day, and they went to the, that exact same spot, and there was right where the figure was standing behind it, there was this large log that he said was like like six to eight inches thick that oh. was just snapped in half like where Shit. something broke or stepped on it. Wow. So like a human, you couldn't just step on that and break it. Mm-mm. No, not at all. That's crazy. I love that story and that your dad has Bigfoot ties. I know. A paranormal story. Yes. And Bob, our Bigfoot 
uh, mascot sitting right above my head. Love oh, that. yeah. Hey, Thanks, Bob. Lisa. <laughs> Nothing creepy going on in my world, but I, I feel like I haven't been home in ages. It's not true. But I know. However, in <clears throat> three days, two days, three days. Three days. Quite a few days. Three days. That's it. No, little. I said quite a few days. Like no days. The big one. The big one. The bucket list. It's going to take a lot after this to (laughs) to measure up. Oh, my God. We should like record a podcast there. Or at least maybe bring a recorder and just. And just to implement bites into the episode of the next episode afterwards. Yes. I'm going to be terrified. I'm already a little terrified. I know that I can sit here right now and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to go down the like the death tunnel and blah, blah, blah. I'm already terrified. Have you been in the death tunnel? I've never been, it's period. fucking creepy. Oh, we just gave away where we're going. Surprise. <laughs> but we can't say anymore. I actually spoke to somebody this weekend um, at the event I was at, and she said it is her number one bucket list place to go. And I'm like... It is a lot of people. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well... You know, I'm thinking about rebooking it again next year now now that I know when you have to do it and how you have to do it. And I'm like, there's like three three or four of us that go. She goes, no, I need at least 10 other people there (laughs) with me. (laughs) Uh, Been there, done that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, actually, so we talked about that. And we also talked about bringing my sister along. For yes. the first part, because she's very, as we've talked about in past episodes, she's very into the whole spiritual realm, if you will. Yeah. Should we just call her right now and invite her? Yes, absolutely. Okay, one second. Here, let me, I'll be real quiet. Um, I want to cry right now. <laughs> That's how I felt when I booked it. All right, well, we'll get you all the... uh entire freaking week, dude. Like, I'm going to be shaky until Monday. We'll get you all the details and stuff and figure it out. Um, but we just wanted to all three be together and call and tell you. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I can talk right now. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, I want to cry right now. God, you suck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, we will talk to you soon, okay? Okay. I love you all. Love you. Bye. I can't wait to see you. Oh, I can't wait. Bye. <laughs> all right, bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> How many times did she say that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, it's it's going to so be my funny. new thing. Right. Um, <laughs> she just texts me, I'm going to cry with the crying eye emoji. <laughs> oh, yay. I'm so excited. I haven't seen her in... Since the last time I investigated with her, which was like at least five years ago. I'm actually excited for her to be in on an investigation just where she is now, like mentally and all that. I think she kind of knows how to channel this. Good. So I'm interested. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. I can't wait. We'll have to do those recordings and, and like get her. Oh, my God. Dead what? I said dad saves kid from dingo attack. What? <laughs> Alexa's showing us the news as always. Now she thinks I'm talking to her. Um, yeah, so I'm super stoked. Me Can't too. Wait. Ah. Um, yeah, so there's my... T- okay, so you all need to call me out every time I go, because I can't seem to stop doing it. And now I notice it, and it's awful but we're learning we're learning so get off us um <laughs> i'm just kidding you know what people could do what's that follow us on everything i was just gonna go there look at that great minds think alike instagram facebook twitter all that good stuff we're oddity files on almost everything we actually have the super secret oddity files group on facebook yep that's where we release all of our information first sometimes we do podcasts live on there and then immediately take them down so that if you're there and watching, you can kind of get a sneak peek of how this actually works and you get to see us doing this in the dungeon. Yes, absolutely. Also, um, for those of you that don't know, which you should, and you should have watched it by now, season two is up on Amazon Prime. Um, we have two full seasons of Oddity Files, the TV show, on <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, and 
people are raving about it. I know. I'm well, so this excited. weekend I had a decent amount of people ask me. I'm like, oh, here's a car decal. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay. Um, and I don't know. I'm just super duper stoked about two seasons. The feedback, like I said, has been great. And everybody's already ready for season three, which is going to be a minute. So chill out, peeps. But we will definitely get there. But also back to the podcast, we need you to rate, review, and subscribe. We've got a bunch more five stars on Apple Podcasts, and we Mm -hmm. appreciate you guys for doing that. It means the world to us. We are super duper stoked. And you know what I want more of? What's that? Listener stories. We haven't gotten one in a hot minute. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. And when I was talking to someone about it, they're like, well, I don't have any like ghost stories. Like, They don't have to be ghosts. No. It can be anything just weird that happened to you at any point in your life. Um, maybe you think you saw aliens or like we're so much beyond ghosts. I know the TV show, that's what we do. Right, because it's the easiest to investigate. Absolutely. No, but the podcast, we are everything that's creepy, cryptid, otherworldly. Other so anything that um, – I mean, Bruce Campbell's story was an alien story. It totally was. So any any experience that Even is – Even if it's just weird and coincidental. Absolutely. Oh, you know what we forgot to tell the listeners about? What? Our experience, we went to Miss Huff's class and talked to them about the paranormal. She has a special needs class here in Indiana in high school. But the kids were so great. They were incredible. And so interested in our stories. And some of them had had their own personal experiences. Well, and once we started talking to them and kind of making them a little more relaxed and everything, they all opened up. They're like, well, this happened to me and this happened to me. I and know. they asked us so many questions, which I loved. Oh, uh, it was it, it was, was really great. great. And then the funniest part was the teacher starting getting involved and asking us questions. And there were a couple of other student aides in the room. Mm-hmm. That you could tell at the beginning were kind of just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And then at the end, they were asking questions. And even after we were done, they that one like pulled me aside and asked me a question. Oh, yeah. And Miss Huff, I spoke to one girl while we were there. And Miss Huff had said she has real bad social anxiety and doesn't talk to people she's not familiar Whoa. with. And she took me aside and started asking me questions and how she can start paranormal investigating kind of on a budget. I said, sure. whip out the recorder on your phone. Start with EVPs. Mm-hmm. She was so excited. It was so great. It really was. And yeah, it was just, It was just a lot of fun to get to spread the part of paranormal investigating that we always try to spread, that it's so much more beyond what's on TV and what's mainstream media and the fact that everything's a demon and everything is trying to possess you. Yes. And Because that is what is just plastered all over every oh, especially network. Especially now. I know. And so- that's not at all what our show is. We just want to communicate with whatever it is that's there, know why that why they're why they are there yeah. so that we can tell their story. Exactly. And it's it's they're really not that scary. No, I they're mean they're not. So our last investigation, I got grabbed like kinda in the butt. <laughs> the footage when that episode comes, it, I'm sure it's gonna be it's a gift. It's gonna be amazing. But I was never scared. Like that no. scared me. Yeah. Because it was un, like, I wasn't ready for it. Exactly. But there are some places where you're a little scared. No. Right. In in the basement at that one place in Red Key, I, uh, we were uncomfortable. We were uncomfortable. For, but it wasn't scary. But it not wasn't for like, reasons out of like possession or exactly. demons. Exactly. Like they're going like to kill you. That's not going to happen. Collapsing the building and all yeah. that. Like, no. Exactly. And so that's what, it was really exciting to tell them about that mm. and kind of be like, there's so much more to this than, than you know, what networks yes. put out. Yes, it's it, it, it's not as scary, and and I, it was good to tell kids that. I think that's I agree. Yeah, it was funny though because we were telling they would ask us questions. We were telling personal experiences, and our Australia investigation came up <laughs> and Kitsy, <laughs> she was like well Clayton was in this wing and I was in this wing and I was actually in a cell where and I looked at her like mm, maybe we shouldn't say this shouldn't talk about the guy that was chopped up in little pieces and flushed down the toilet <laughs> <laughs> but like we just made this eye contact and both understood like maybe we should divert yeah. it and was I funny though because appreciate you reeling me in we there. didn't say a thing but we both were like 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Ms. Huff, for having us. It was a blast. It was so much fun. So, do we have stories? I do. Yeah? Is it about that time? Oh, yeah. Who goes first? I think it's Kitsy. Kitsy, you go first this week. Yes. So ready. Well, I'm super ready because DJ Jimmy was like, do you know what you're doing this week? I'm like, no, we decided 15 minutes ago that we're recording tomorrow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me time. <laughs> and he was like, hers is really, really cool. I'm like, what do you mean it's really cool? Like, <laughs> cool typically isn't a word that we use when we talk about these stories. Like, interesting or like creepy. He's like, no, it's really, really cool. It's insane. So this weekend... While I was in Salt Lake, I met the gentleman who owns Skinwalker Ranch. Holy shit, Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Do you know anything about Skinwalker Ranch? I do Ranch? not. Dude. Have any of the shows been there? Um, I think Ghost Adventures was investigated on the border of Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, then Ranch. keep going. So the ranch is located in I'm going to spell it U-I-N-T-A-H, Utah County, bordering the Ute Indian Reservation. In Navajo culture, a skinwalker, um, which is in Navajo pronounced ye, I'm not even going to fucking try. It's, it's a, it's this is an Indian week word. two with an Indian story. Ye yeah, that's what it is. It's a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The term is never used for healers. I must have copied and pasted that last part because I don't remember that. Um, the legend of the skinwalker is not well understood outside of Navajo culture, mostly due to the reluctance to discuss the, the subject with outsiders. So this skinwalker, it's a Navajo thing, but... They're terrified to talk about it. It's okay. just so Whoa. terrifying they don't talk about it. Navajo people are reluctant to reveal skinwalker lore to non-Navajos or to discuss it at all among those they do not trust. So here's what I was able to find out about skinwalkers all over the interwebs. A skinwalker is a person with the ability to transform into any different type of animal at will. They're most frequently seen as coyotes, wolves, foxes, eagles, owls, or crows. So it kind of has hints of your story from last week and about the Thunderbird. Yeah. Some also steal the faces of different people and could appear as someone you know. If you accidentally lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can absorb themselves into your body and take control of your actions. But listen, kids, it's not all about possessions. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what I, I found on the interwebs. Rare skinwalkers can also have the ability to enact the powder of corpses and use the substance as a poison dust on victims. I have oh no idea what that means, but gosh. it sounds terrible. If their other powers weren't enough, skinwalkers are also said to be able to run incredibly long distances, some say over 200 miles in one evening. Whoa. They can take many forms. Many people who see them today describe them as hollowed-out, dog-like animals. Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. With all of their advantages, it's said that you can kill a skinwalker if you call them by their true human name. This is literally how you get to a demon. Literally. The exact same way you get to a demon. Yes. Um, people believe that the rake... Have you ever heard of the rake? It's creepy pasta internet lore. Oh, I have a picture. Okay. Um, they, some people believe that the rake, which is commonly encountered in the Northeast, is similar to the skinwalker. You want to see what this yes. thing looks like? Oh, yes. I've seen that picture. Terrifying. Yes. Terrifying. But they think that's what skinwalkers look like that's as well. terrifying. Okay. Um, as if all of that isn't creepy enough, a skinwalker ranch claims so much more than just skinwalker activity. Okay. The ranch is 480 acres, and before it became known as Skinwalker Ranch, it was simply known as the Sherman Ranch. And way, way, way before that, it was sacred land of the Ute Native American tribe. And legend has it that it was part of a dispute between the Ute and Navajos, and the Navajos cursed the land. 
a bit of the story um, that began with the obsession, the story that began with the obsession of this 480-acre plot goes a little something like this. The Shermans bought the land, and it was considered to be the deal of the century. Super cheap, 480 acres. They wanted to be ranchers, so it was absolutely perfect. Um, they wanted to raise high-quality Black Angus cattle and live out their dreams on this gorgeous property. I mean, there's rivers, there's mountains. There's, yes, it's, it's just Utah. stunning. Ugh. Yeah. But strange things started happening the day they moved in. What? The first incident was that of what can only be dis- described as a dire wolf. Okay. Anybody watched Game of Thrones? They're ginormous yes. Yes. wolves. Um, however, they've been considered extinct for hundreds of years and were only indigenous in Ireland, Scotland area. Gotcha. Over there. Um, like I said, it's described as a huge wolf. The creature has traits that observers say are not normal, such as they can walk upright, um, running on all fours with an erratic, crooked gait, and brazenly approaching humans in broad daylight. So back to the Shermans. They were unpacking, and they uh, spotted what they thought was an uh, enormous coyote or wolf on one of their pastures. Strangely, the animal approached them, and family members began to pet it. It had been a rainy day, and the ranchers said the creature just smelled like wet dog. After a few minutes, this wolf sauntered over to a livestock pen, grabbed a baby calf through the, the things in the fence, uh, lost my place. Oh, grabbed that baby calf by the nose, trying to gra- pull it through the corral bars. So Sherman, the rancher, they tried beating the animal to make it release the calf. When that failed, he shot at the animal with a 357 Magnum at point blank range, and it kept his jaw its jaws on the calf the entire time. Whoa. It released the calf um, after he shot at it several times but didn't run. It stood watching the family, and Sherman continued shooting it. But there was no blood, no sign of injury on the animal, and it just slowly backed off. So then Sherman grabbed a hunting rifle and shot at it again at point-blank range. Finally, this shot produced a piece of skin and hair from the wolf that fell off the body, but the animal was still calm. After a few more shots, it trotted off across the pasture into a wet, brushy area. And Sherman tracked it, and it, he couldn't find it. He, he followed the tracks, and then it just he seemed keeps to chunk disappear. Of hair? Yes. Um, oh, there was a break in there. That's why that was wrong. So, so Sherman tracked it for more than a mile, and then the tra- trail okay. vanished. But when they picked up the hair in the fur... It had already started um, decomposing and smelled awful. What? I know. What the actual fuck? <laughs> Did so, they just keep going? Um, and like I said, this was day one on the ranch. Strange things continued to happen. Weird lights in the sky, UFOs hovering over the grounds, poltergeist activity in their house. And with the livestock. Um, Insane. Is is it at like a terribly unfortunate magnetic cross field? Not that they know of. Or not that is documented sure. anywhere. Oh. Um, one of the crazy ac- uh, stories of the poltergeist activity goes a little something like this. In 1999, the family had noticed some odd footprints on the ranch. Like nothing they had ever seen before which made the family nervous because they had already lost over a dozen of their cattle to previous weird experiences. You know, like the alien stuff where it's like inside out or it's just like the skeleton and the head and all the fur and muscle and everything's gone. I would have a camera on my stuff all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Think about if you caught an alien skinning a cow, how much you could sell that footage for. Oh, I know. Well, they have the footage of the skeleton... And no blood on the ground and everything right after they 
they found a calf at one point. And just, they had just, it was a baby calf, so they had just tagged the ear with those big plastic things. And the ear was cut off at such precision, only like a surgical knife could have done it. No way. It's, there's so many stories. And I'm only touching on a few, because I mean, we'd be sitting here for 14 hours, me telling you all these stories. Okay, so they had already had over a dozen of their cattle go through shit. Typically, cat, cattle mutilation. But on this day, their prized bulls, four huge, like 2,000-pound huge steers, right? That's mm-hmm. what the boys are, um, were in their corral. They were doing just fine. So the Shermans headed somewhere else on the ranch to do rancher shit. And even commented, you know, if we lost these animals, it would financially ruin them. Oh, my gosh. Then they come back less than an hour later to find the bulls missing. What? Just just gone. Seriously. Um, And there was complete silence as well. And, you know, steers are just loud fucking filled with testosterone animals. And after making sure that all the corrals were secure, corrals were secure and they couldn't have gotten out, you know, uh-huh. on their own. And there was no spot anywhere that the bulls could have gotten out. So in a panic, they're checking other corrals. I mean, everything, it's flat where they're at. So that you can see okay. all these corrals, but they're checking just, they were just in complete panic mode. And then they they noticed a trailer, several locked and shut corrals over. And on a whim, Mr. Rancher Man goes and decides to check the small trailer. It's it's like a like a store a small storage sure. unit size, um, and it only had one way in and one way out. And when he opened it, he found all of the bulls inside this tiny trailer in a trans-like state. What? It's completely quiet, shoulder to shoulder. It. Um, and he, he he could tell that this door, the only door in and out, hadn't been opened because you know he heard the cobwebs breaking as he opened the door. What the it's hell? It's insane. Now I don't know a whole lot about ranch shit, but I do know that bulls pretty much do ever whatever the fuck a bull wants, and that's corralling them or even getting them to do something they don't want to do is a royal pain in the ass. So how did these bulls end up nearly lined up shoulder to shoulder? in this teeny tiny trailer and how are they so calm in these claustrophobic conditions? What? 2,000 pounds each. Um, As time went on, the bulls came out of their days and ended up freaking the fuck out and burst the sides of this trailer open. What? Yeah. It's insane. And there's pictures on the internet of these bulls like a couple hours after it happened and they still just look shitty. They, I mean, they're like mean mugging the camera. What? So. Um, and they just have no, still no idea. No, none. There's no explanation for it whatsoever. So at this time, he started talking to a reporter and things like that. And they contacted the reporter and some researchers immediately after this had happened. And the even weirder thing is when these researchers got there, they noticed that all the metal poles of these corrals were highly magnetized. What? I don't even know. It's the craziest shit. And they were only gone an hour. Not even an hour. Not even an hour. They just went to like the other side of the property to check on some of their other animals Uh and came back. But you could see, like I said, it was flat land, so you could see across everything. If something... Like insane, have they probably would have heard the cows quietly? Right, it's nuts. What? Okay, so how did they get in there? And it, just the calmness of them. And there was a big step up to get into this trailer. And in this documentary, which I'll talk about a little bit more, that I watched about this, it's it's a pain in the ass to get bulls to do what you don't want them to do. If you, if you need them to take a step up and they don't want to take it, they're not going to do, do it. it. But literally, there are so many crazy stories. And like I said, I don't have enough time um, to go over them all. Sure, yeah, yeah. Another story, real quick, was um, one of the rancher's sons was cutting down trees and kind of laying them on their sides to, you know, cut up and deal with later. 
they went back to the ranch house, came back, and they had all been moved a hundred yards away. What? Uh, I know. It's insane. And at this point, I mean, these researchers have been out, and they've, they've seen some weird shit themselves, but the rancher stories are the best. So, and everybody believes this guy and his family, and it's, it's absolutely nuts. Later, the ranchers sold the pop property to Las Vegas billionaire and aerospace founder Robert Bigelow. Bigelow, being a huge proponent for alien research, Whoa. had read the book that was written by the reporter that was there, um, The Hunt for the Skinwalker. You should look for that on audibletrial.com slash oddityfiles. Um, and he read the book, and that in turn led him to buy the property and start to do his own research. In 1995, he had also founded something called the National Institute for Discovery Science, an organization built to research paranormal phenomena. After bringing in researchers, scientists, trackers, and former military to the location for years, Bigelow deactivated the National Institute for Discovery Science in 2004 after years of failing to capture the supposedly supernatural. In the documentary, they they put cameras out. Not like covering the entire place, but they put but cameras out. Here and there. Everything, almost everything just happened just out of frame. It's like intelligent. Um, an, another term they use for these skinwalkers is tricksters. So uh, it's like they are literally just fucking with these whoa. people. Um, there is one shot of surveillance footage that again you'll have to watch the documentary to see but it's like a cloudy day you see the mountains in the background mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it looks like the twin towers appear what? in New York City and then they just disappear I have goosebumps and it was caught on camera whoa I, one why two how three holy shit you so you met the guy who owns it now? Yes. That's scary. And and I haven't been give, given permission to right. talk about anything that we talked about because and I won't. Yeah. But maybe someday we'll be able to do that. Um so he de he deactivated in 2004 after years of failing to capture the supposedly supernatural. But as the world recently discovered, he did give up he he didn't give up the cause in December a New York Times story revealed that Bigelow Aerospace had conducted a study of Uf UFOs for the Pentagon. Really? Yeah. So the, the actually, the Pentagon was there investigating as well. Yeah. So we've got skinwalkers, check. We've got dire wolves, check. Aliens, check. And so this is nuts. This is, this is what I want to fucking see. Um during the stay of the researchers, several eyewitnesses claim watching a portal open up right in front of their eyes on the property. What? Scientists, I researchers, know. military saw this happen. Uh, and they described exactly like every movie you've ever seen. So it was dark, and then this orange light kind of opens up, and you see the property you're on on the other side of this hole, this orange light. And while they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on, they notice a shadowy figure walk through the portal into the dark side. And then the portal closes and this, it gets better. <laughs> the shadowy figure described sounded a whole lot like my homie Bigfoot. If Bigfoot is some universe hopping, time traveling, realm hopping, what? Whoa! So Bigfoot, check. Everything. Happens. Everything's there. <laughs> Everything. Um, it has in recent years been confirmed that the government admitted to researching the property as well, above and beyond Bigelow's investigation by the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, AATIP, which Clayton talked about in episode 11, fittingly called Otherworldly. Mm -hmm. And in this documentary, they show some of that footage that you really? talked yeah, yeah. about, the Tic Tac. Mm -hmm. um, 
so Bigelow finally sold the place to someone known, and everybody, even the guy I met who owns it now, all, they call him the elusive billionaire, um, who then opened the place up for documentarians for the filming of Hunt for the Skinwalker. I highly recommend it. It's cool. an, on Amazon Prime. It's not free. You got to buy it. It's like two and a half, three hours, and you're just, your mind's blown Whoa. the entire time. And has since been sold again to the gentleman I met this past weekend, who now has amazing plans of his own that I'm not 100% sure I can talk about, so I won't. But as soon as I can, you will know. Um, And again, I could go on and on and on about the personal experiences just covered in this documentary alone. Um, But this is just the icing on the paranormal cake, if you will. But I, like I said, I highly recommend checking out the documentary and the book because uh, the book came first and then the documentary. And those plans, are we in any of them? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just a partial dive. Like you're just sticking your toe in the pool into the world of the Skinwalker motherfucking ranch. I've never heard of that. That's it's, absolutely incredible. Insane. And fucking insane. That was good. Thank you. It was a little long. No. And you can always tell when I get excited. No, but it's perfect because mine's like on the shorter side. Oh, perfect. So I'm doing an object that, well. I'm a huge fan of the objects. I'll make my comment when I'm done. Okay. So around the 15th century, the Bassano vase was crafted from carved silver for an Italian bride as a wedding gift okay. in a northern village close to Napoli. Have you ever heard of the Bassano vase? No, but I've heard of Napoli. Okay. I think wines <laughs> come from there. I was nervous that you did because I think it was on Mysteries of the Museum. And I'm like, damn it, she's heard of well, it. Well, keep going. I may <laughs> have. <laughs> so for unknown reasons, completely undocumented, whatever. Again, this is a 15th century, so it's not like modern day at all but for unknown reasons she was killed on the night of her wedding oh poor thing yes in her dying breath she wished wished for vengeance while clutching this silver bassano vase okay the vase was passed from one family member to another bringing mysterious death to anyone who owned it eventually the vase completely disappeared and they believe that it was buried on sacred ground by a priest fast forward to 1988 Okay. It's rediscovered. Oh. And in so, it quick is... Quick question. Sure. So she she wanted vengeance. How did she die? That's what... It's unknown. It's completely undocumented. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, but literally every family member of hers that it was passed to after also died mysteriously. Hmm. So this face is rediscovered. Um, in 1988, along with a note that says, beware, this vase brings death. Oh. And they sold it to an auction house. Of course, because of course. that's what you do with <laughs> cursed items. Absolutely. So the first buyer was a local pharmacist. He mysteriously died three months after owning the vase. This is now 1988, so very modern day. Oh. Immediately, his family sells the vase to a surgeon, a non-believer of curses and all things paranormal and whatever. He dies two months after buying the vase. Oh, fuck. So yet again, they sell it. And it goes to an archaeologist for his private collection of Renaissance artifacts. Because we just can't get enough of this shit. Absolutely. Bring it on. Kill me. I don't care. He dies of an unknown infection three months later. What? Like an infection that isn't documented in, you know, Anywhere. modern day medical. Oh, damn. Hello, curse. So the family decided to sell this vase because for its bad luck. Because everyone's just like, well, someone will buy this. For sure. Remind me not to buy this. Yes. And that, the person, it doesn't say who that next person was that bought it, mm-hmm. died less than a month after buying it. Holy shit. I got to watch what antiques I'm buying. So this group of families essentially come together and this is the late 80s in Italy and they're like this thing it's absolutely cursed yeah there's no other way about it and in an argument throw it out the window (laughs) 
And it comes Fuck within inches Fuck of hitting a, poli- a policeman on the head. Oh, shit. <laughs> and this is, this is so true. There's a news article about it. Who quickly fined them for disorderly conduct because they thought he w- they were throwing some <laughs> silver vase out the window at him. So <laughs> the owner agreed to, like, they said, sure, we'll take the ticket, but we're not taking that vase This back. is now evidence. <laughs> so the policeman offered the, once he, like, found out how old this face was and all this, offered it to several museums, but they all refused to take it. Oh, so they know. Absolutely. So eventually the police buried the vase in a lead coffin in an undisclosed location um, or on the grounds of an ancient cemetery. No one really knows. And since then, the Bassano vase has still been missing and it's just waiting to be unearthed. unearthed Kind of like Jumanji. To continue its killing spree. Shit. I'd have taken... I mean, they're in Italy. Just take it to the Vatican. Here, you guys deal with this. And then the Vatican will probably burn down. Well, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So like I said, it's super, super short. But it's crazy. And there are photos of this face. And like the newspaper clipping of the police officer that... If, if you got hit by a lead vase in the head after it was thrown out of a multi-story window, you would have died. <laughs> Oh, for sure. But he didn't own it, so True. Yet. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about this argument between the families and who well, threw it Well, they're you keep it. No, you can I don't want it. Like, it already <laughs> killed this many people in my family. And then, you know, that one angry person like, fuck this, and threw it out the window. Fuck your base. Oh, God. But I say we go try to find it. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to. And then sell it to Zach Bagans. Yeah, but that means it will be ours for a moment in time, and I don't want to die. What if we immediately ship it from Italy, where we find it, to the museum? What if we hire people to find it? Do we have any Italian listeners who are also treasure hunters? <laughs> if so, yeah, I email us, oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. I'll hunt ghosts. I'll seek otherworldly beings. I want to find Bigfoot curses. They fucking scare me. Uh, well, Especially now that when I know that Big Feet can just transport anywhere they want to. How fucking cool is that? And, and he, you know, I was telling you about the one calf they found that, like, all the meat had been, like, cut off, no blood, nothing. So I'm thinking, here's, I'm going to put this conspiracy theory out there. Because I have an overactive imagination. What if this portal is to the future? And what if cows don't exist anymore? And it's the only way to get a decent steak is to head out to Skinwalker Ranch, <laughs> fillet up some calf, bring it back, and have a really nice barbecue. They can only go to Skinwalker, though. Well, that's where the portal it's like the is. the only exit that's been built so far. I bet they're pissed there's no more cattle on there anymore. <laughs> or they may, they may be. I don't know. I don't even know the guy. Well, actually, I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> cracking myself up. Um, yeah, it's good stories. Yeah, yours was awesome. I, Mine was short, but I was I was wanting oh, to was do great. another object. And then when I saw that, it was kind of funny at the same time. And I'm also intrigued by the fact that it was just buried. It's somewhere. just gone again. Yeah, I love it. Um, so we really didn't talk a whole lot about ghosts, but no. I was talking to my friend KJ, whose podcast I'm on from time to time called yeah. Kind of Nerdy Girls, and she has a crazy ghost story. So let's her have her take over the the ghostly side of things, if you will. Fire away. So I, I just want all my listeners to meet my good friend KJ. Hello. She's hanging out in the uh, podcast dungeon. At thanks, my house. Thanks for having me. This is not a dungeon. There's light in here. There is. <laughs> Fancy red wallpaper. I'm kind of a yes, fan. Very comfy chairs. Well, thank you. When you come to my studio, you'll be sitting on some sort of uh, WrestleMania folding chair. <laughs> well, that sounds amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> you get to sit on Mrs. Face if you come to my house. <laughs> well, you know, there are worse things to sit on. Right? So. <laughs> but... KJ and I have a huge love for paranormal. I've been on her podcast several times, mm-hmm. Kind of Nerdy Girls, and definitely check it out. Subscribe on iTunes, all that good stuff. But she's got one of these stories that I have always loved. I can never remember the ghost's name, but she's going to 
kind of let me know again, but yeah. most importantly, let you guys know her personal ghost story. Uh, yes, his name is Frank. Okay, Frank. Uh, now, I did not research him. Okay. I just, uh, it, it, we coexisted long enough that he needed a name and he felt like Frank to me. That makes sense. Like, gotcha. We're going to go with Frank and, and he seemed cool with that. Okay. Uh, so it, he he lived at my grandparents' house. The interesting thing about uh, the, the story of Frank is that for years, like my parents, not both my parents, they weren't brother and sister, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> my mother lived <laughs> in this house, uh, you know, with her brothers and sisters and no one ever talked about the ghost upstairs. Really? And there was a, a closet. It was what it's one of those houses, those old houses where you walk up the stairs, there's a bedroom to the right, a bedroom to the left. That's Got it. it. Right? Yeah. Okay, so when you went to the bedroom on the left, no one ever got in the closet. And over the years, boxes got stacked like so that you couldn't get to the closet, but no one ever talked about why. Got it. And my sister and I, my older sister, would we would dare each other to open the closet, <laughs> right? And sister stuff. Yes. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Like you never wanted to open that closet. It just gave you that like empty, like you're going to be like sucked into another dimension if you open that door. It would be poltergeist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But it wasn't until I had, years later after I had lived with my grandparents, uh, it's when I uh, left my parents' house and went to college, I was like, mm -hmm. I'm never coming back. Yeah. Ah, I'll, I'll live with grandma and grandpa in the summer. I'm not living with you. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. Uh, but I had to share this room. Uh, and it was the, it, it was the other room. So it wasn't the room with the scary closet. Okay. It was the other room that I lived in. But I always felt like someone was at the door. Okay. And then it got to where my jewelry was moving around too much for it to not be somebody moving my jewelry. And it's not my grandparents. They can't even get upstairs. That's creepy. Right? Yeah. So, like, my, my earrings would end up in different places. My class ring would end up, you know, like I'd wake up and it would be next to the nightstand. And I knew that I had put it on the dresser when I oh, walked yeah. in. And then, yeah. you know, you start testing it out. Like, I'm going, I am putting this here, and I know I'm putting this here. Yeah. Uh, and then I started hearing things. And so finally, it just got to the point where I was like, dude, like, we can coexist, but I need to be able to find my crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I just, I named him Frank, and I, I figured my grandparents must know. They've lived here forever. They right, know about of course. The, they know about the scary closet. Now I know the scary closet is, is Frank, and he's not so scary to me because he just, you know, likes to mess with my stuff. So uh, my, uh, we were sitting at a table, my grandparents, uh, one day, and I said something about Frank, like uh -huh. it was no big deal. And then I was like, oh, like you guys don't, you don't, we don't talk about Frank. You didn't know I named him and you made him my I friend. <laughs> and then my mom was like, oh, you know about the ghost upstairs. Oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, I lived with him for years. You know, and, and she talked about how her brother one day finally, like they would not go into the house. They would play at the park across the street until my grandparents got home from work because no one wanted to be in oh. the house with the ghost, but no one And you had no idea. It. I had no idea. Oh my gosh. And so my brother, you know, being this, you know, smart ass that he is, uh, he was like, ah, I'm not afraid of any ghost. And he, he's like, I, I don't believe in any of this. And he yells up the stairs, Frank, I'm not afraid of you. Come out and show yourself. And I kid you not, both of those doors slammed oh. shut. And my grandmother's kitchen light started flickering. What? <laughs> you do not disrespect Frank, people. <laughs> Oh, you made Frank mad. My brother bolted out the door. Like, he didn't even stay in the house. He ran to the park. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... And how old was he at the time? Oh, he was probably... This one, he was like 18. Oh, like seven, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah. So Just he, trying to prove his badassery. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, I went upstairs... I was like, dude, you know, I'm friends with Frank. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, man. Like, just calm down. He's he's an asshole. Yeah, We're sorry. He's a, he's a teenager. He's the one we don't talk about. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but as it turns out, now, like, my whole family just kept, like, talking about all these weird experiences they'd all had for years and years. Uh, I had a friend who came to stay with us, came from Indiana to Wisconsin to stay uh-huh. with us. I didn't think to mention it. He gets up the next morning. He's like, man, your grandma's cat would not stay out of my bag last night. <laughs> and his wife says, I had the door shut. Oh, God. <laughs> and it had one of those little locks on it because they're the old doors oh, that yeah. won't stay shut. So you have to lock it from the inside to keep yeah. it shut. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, the door was locked the entire time. <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, um, I forgot to tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, Frank not, sounds like my kind of people. He's not going to hurt anything. But yeah, he was like rummaging through their bags all night. Like, who are these people in my house? I love, I didn't know that part oh, of it. Oh, you did it? Uh-uh. Oh, no, t- that's it terrified right. my friends. And then they're like, you know, we have to, we have to sleep up there again tonight. I'm like, it's fine. It's, it's just Frank. It's Frank. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, last year my grandpa uh, decided to sell the house. My grandmother passed away and my grandpa decided to sell the house and move into some senior living. And so I had to get, uh, take care of his cat and we had to make arrangements to make sure the cat was going to be okay without my grandpa and then I spent some time upstairs I opened the closet you know because we had moved everything out yeah and I was like you know Frank I don't know who's going to be here next so oh I love that you did like, that like I was like it might be time to go you know if you don't like who moves in here then you know just go to the light like don't don't get mad I don't know if they're going to like you or not or what they're going to be like but if you don't want to be with them you know? Yeah. When you oh, cross over, say hi to grandma for me. Yeah. <laughs> You've got friends up there, man. Yeah. I know people over there. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> you do too, Frank. Everything's going to be quite all right. That's yeah, a great story. So he, was a, he was a friendly ghost, but man, did he, he, he scared the, the crap out of my family for years and no one talked about it. <laughs> oh, I, but honestly, I feel so many spirits don't have bad intentions. Right. They just need to be talked to like the humans that yes. they are. Yes. Yes. Like as soon as I started addressing him, like, you know, like it, it's cool. It's weird that you just stare at me, like, you know, like what? Let me know when you're coming in the room. It's kind of yeah. weird that I just... It's super weird. Just because you don't have to yeah. open the door doesn't yeah. mean you don't have to be right. announced. And like, you don't have to be inconvenient for me. You can, you know, be helpful. Like, yeah. Don't move my earrings. Make the bed. <laughs> exactly. Or put the earrings where they're supposed to right. be as opposed to, if, if I put them in the wrong place, as opposed to moving them where I can't yes. find them. Yes. So I don't know if uh, if Frank has, has, has I'm curious on. now. I would love to see if, you know, sometime the just knock on the door and be like, hey. I, I have a friend here I want to say hello <laughs> to. Why I just run upstairs and talk to the, the guy you can't see in the closet? Yeah. The one you're terrified <laughs> of. And here, let me tell you how yeah. to deal with him. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really oh, appreciate absolutely. it. Whoa, that's cool. I know. It's nuts. Yeah. And growing up with that, and I can't even imagine. I love yeah. it. Thanks, KJ, yes, thank for you being so much, on. KJ. Definitely check out her po- podcast and all the stuff and all the things. It's kind of nerdy girls. Um, I, do, I do a lot of paranormal geeky stuff over there, too. So, yeah. sh- and plug this as well. That's why we <laughs> let her on her, our show. Well, like we said earlier, guys, if you have any stories, they don't have to be ghost stories, they can be anything, any literally anything at all. If you have any hints or tips of where the Bassano vase is buried, Email us, crew at gmail.com. If you follow us on social media, feel free to slide in our DMs, anything you want. But all that we ask is if you want us to share it on the show, um, just have it be more than a sentence or two. You know, Tell a story so that yeah. we can then tell it. And if you like, like KJ, feel free to, if you're comfortable recording your own voice and you know that it'll be like a decent quality, just go somewhere quiet, record it, and send it in. And yeah. we'll just put that up. Yeah. Also, um, I know you guys love stories, and I know I mentioned this at the top of the podcast, but our new sponsor is Audible. I'm sure there's so many spooky books on there, and I'm looking for recommendations. So hit me up on all the socials and let me know what you're downloading at audibletrial.com slash oddityfiles because I, I need stuff to listen to on all these flights when we're traveling everywhere. Right. And I'm 
looking for some spooky stuff, even if it's, you know, documentary style where it's it's stuff about weird stuff you want us to tell stories about. I, I'm down. You down? I'm down. Awesome. Definitely check us out on Amazon Prime. Even if you're not a Prime member, you can buy the season for like $4.99. Oh. Which is dirt cheap. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So definitely check us out. Give us your feedback on everything the podcast, my silly memes I post on all the socials. Um, Wait, I laughed so hard this morning when I saw that person screenshot my face. And they said, like, when you hear the Audi Files intro, yeah. you know it's going to be a great episode. <laughs> that was a pretty cheesy grin you had going it on there. It was very cheesy. Spe- and that was a video from our upcoming live podcast and investigation. Yes, which is September 28th in Crown Point, Indiana. Onto the town. Yeah, and tickets will be on sale April 26th. Just search Hunt the Town on Facebook, and they have a link right there to where you can purchase tickets to it. A lot of people that we know from that area are already really excited and hoping to come and check it out. So we'll do our live podcast. We're going to help with the ghost hunts, and we just want to be there to see you, hang out, maybe take some selfies and talk ghosties. I know. I The more of these appearances we do, just the more I love it because all these people have stories. Everyone has stories. And so hearing them and and them being completely clueless as to what it might be, it's just fun, like, giving our insight and also just learning more. Well, one of my favorite stories we ever told on this podcast ever was Tracy's story about her son and and, and his friend, if you will. Mm -hmm. And she had told me that at a Horror Hound event. And, And I reached out and I said, Please let me tell this story. Yeah. And so we want your story, even if it's face-to-face and in person. Absolutely. Tell us all your stuff and all your things and let us know your ghosty stories. But until next time, kids, we love you. We love you. And we appreciate you. And, you know, tell a couple people at work about us. Please. Please. And next week, I can only imagine the stories we're going to have. I know. We probably won't even tell stories. We're we just probably gonna... won't tell stories. We'll tell experiences. Oh, maybe we can do a mini-sode about experiences. Ooh. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. If we're not possessed and taken over because we didn't figure out the demon's name first. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Where does the new cool? Goodbye.